Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. Okay, Crow. I'm going to give you a face. You have to tell me what face this is. Uh, that's the Olympian that was annoyed that she got the silver medal. Okay, now this one. That is Elon Omar. No, it's at... Greta Thunberg. <laughs> oh, it is. How dare you? You forgot to squint the one eye. Oh, you yeah. know what? I couldn't see it. You're behind the microphone. Yeah, just shit eye. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we have guests here. Uh, from uh, Maga Soda, and I'll let you guys explain what that is. Michelle, even, and Marnie Hockenberg. Marnie, you're back again. Thanks for coming in again. Thanks for having me back, all things considered. <laughs> all things considered. <laughs> all right. so liberal. <laughs> That's a different program. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sorry about that. Let's cut that. <laughs> okay, so you guys are here to tell us about Maga Soda. But before we get into that... Um, Let's talk about the Trump rally, because you guys were there inside, right? We were. And Crow was there outside. Yeah, I had to show up late. I I actually have a job and I couldn't I couldn't get what? away. Yeah, I couldn't get away. I couldn't wait in line for twelve hours, so I just showed up when I could. And by the time I got there, it was uh what, five five o'clock or so, which means I wasn't getting in. Okay. So, well, why don't you guys start off just by telling us about it and what you saw and everything. I mean, there were, what, was it Target Center? It was yeah, it holds 19,000, right? Mm-hmm. It was packed. And was, you guys got up pretty close, didn't you? We were right in front of President Trump. There, there was a barricade in the front um, for guests, and then behind that, that's where we stood. So we were, like, almost directly in front of his podium. Really? Yeah, it was great. He was winking at us. He waved. He, he blew me a kiss. I know. I accepted. But I did actually. Um, I saw President Trump in Iowa when he was campaigning before he was President Trump. And he actually touched my face. But it wasn't like in a Joe Biden way. No, it wasn't in a creepy Joe way. He didn't yeah. smell her face. It was, yeah, he didn't smell my face. Lean in, just go. Yeah, he's really kind and he wanted to, you know, talk to me. And that was awesome. And he signed a picture and uh, it was great great experience that was a long day too he didn't lean in and go you're a very special person no he did not because <laughs> that would be joe biden i know creepy joe <laughs> yeah yes so um what was i mean what was it like inside for the whole for the whole rally i mean how long did it last oh my gosh i don't know i eternity <laughs> eternity I have to confess i left about 30 minutes before it was over because i couldn't stand anymore my back was killing me because we, we were up at 3 o'clock in the morning um, just getting ourselves ready and to get over to where we were in line. So it was a long day. We, we worked the line all day. And um, so we were on our feet all day long. And then we got inside the rally, and we stood there again all day long. And so I just I told Marnie, I said, I can't take it anymore. I just, my back is just fried. And I'm glad I left because when the rally was over, they had everyone um, – in line again, and it was about a, a one-hour wait to actually even get out of the t- of the um, what was it 
Not Target Center. Target Center. Yeah, Target Center. And so I would have gone postal by that time, I think, if I would have waited longer. We got there at, at noon on Wednesday. So we got a hotel room for a couple nights because we're very good idea. about promoting Mag Soda. Mm-hmm. And we worked. We really worked. We got there at noon. Uh, we were about 10th chair in line in the Skyway. People are super friendly at the Trump rallies. This is my second one. I love it. It's a love fest. It is. We knew a lot of people, and it's just a very respectful. They bring their families. There were a lot of kids there that loved President Trump. It was a great experience. But we got a, a pretty good night's sleep the night before, and then we came out because we were um, promoting Magasota, and it's the largest network of Minnesota Trump supporters, and we're focused on one candidate only, and that is to get President Trump reelected. You know, and Magasota is a statewide community of Minnesotans dedicated to supporting and helping us reelect Donald J. Trump in 2020. So that's the beauty of Magasota. And we were out there with our swag. Michelle was talking about join Magasota. People, so many people signed up on our website because they love Trump and they love the fact that we are nonpartisan and we're a swamp free zone and that it's a grassroots effort. Mm-hmm. So we were out there literally working from like four in the morning until we went into the rally and it was great and not only that we got carried on fox news breitbart bbc mm-hmm. and then obviously we're on the nationally renowned show here bread and circuses right right <laughs> That's yeah crown this, is glory. Like, this is totally international right now right here yeah I, what we are yeah i saw um yeah i think we have some denmark listeners hey denmark hey denmark um how do you say hey denmark in danish um, you thought I wouldn't know, didn't you? You thought I wouldn't know. No, I knew you. I knew you wouldn't know. You probably just declared war on Denmark. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw some of the Fox coverage, and they actually had said Magasota multiple times, and, yeah, and had the, awesome. the, the scroll at the bottom saying Magasota. I love it. Yeah, yeah it was, was great. Really cool. It was great. So yeah, and I love the idea that it's not partisan. That it's not about getting you know Republicans elected. Um, it's just Trump. It's and just Trump. I, I love it because I think I think there are a decent amount in Minnesota of former or they they'll still call themselves Democrats that are just disgusted with the lineup of mm-hmm. of everybody. Well, Not only just presidential, but even local politics. They're like the Iron Rangers, the you know the anybody that the the farmers. There there's nothing DFL the what Democrat Farm Labor Union. There's nothing for farmers in that. Um, party anymore, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of those Democrats that go, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna full out not call myself a Democrat anymore, but I'm voting Trump, mm-hmm. and I think that's great that you guys are focused on Trump and not, you know, Republican Party or whatever else. Right, you know, that... we're a we're a swamp free zone, mm-hmm. proudly swamp free and rhino free, and we don't have never Trumpers joining our group, but. Have you heard lately? A lot of never Trumpers are getting on the Trump bandwagon. That's okay if they are, but I, I we yeah, should Tim, accept them. Tim Pool, I'll take has them, all. but you can't be a never Trumper and join our group. Do you guys know Tim? You Poole? can be reformed. Yeah, yeah. You can say I was, but I not was, anymore. But not anymore. Yeah. Are you familiar with Tim Pool? He does YouTube videos, and he's no. he calls himself a classic. <laughs> he does liberal. YouTube, but yeah, yeah, he does a few. He does like he's one. Like he's two. very prolific. He, he does, does one every fifteen minutes, pretty much. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he he's a guy that he got kind of famous for during the um um the wall street uh, occupy wall street mm-hmm. uh, protests yep. he was on the ground there interviewing people uh-huh. and he was called himself a leftist or he was on the left liberal and he, he was, was a, he was a bernie guy yeah he ingratiated himself with all the liberals there and all the anti you know corporate people and all that but then slowly but surely he's been seeing how 
fucking crazy they are and how reasonable the right is and how reasonable Trump is. And Trump's not that bad. And he's been slowly but surely kind of like swinging over to the right, even though he still calls himself a, a liberal. He, you know, every video he posts is basically the stuff that points out how shitty the left is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a good guy. So what you were saying. And he has a whole video about how there's a bunch of these never Trumpers that three years ago were like, I will never vote for Trump. There's no way I'm a Republican. I can't take him. I, I won't do it. Now they're coming out and going, he's not so bad. <laughs> and it's a it's a New York Times article, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe it's New York Post. I get, all, I get all the affiliations of all these papers mixed up. But Tim Pool has a whole video on a bunch of diehard never Trumpers who are now saying, yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for him because he's really the only choice. Mm-hmm. Well, he kept his promises. He's given us results. You know, a lot of people took a chance on him before he was president. They believed in him like we did. And he's delivered and even then some. Mm-hmm. So he's got a great track record. So if you're looking to really truly make America great or keep America great, and you have common sense and you want to have a job and be able to support your family and not have socialists take over um, your choice of everything and strip away your constitution, your freedoms. If you have common sense, of course you would vote for Trump. You know, and that's what the reason that we're doing this, because we are looking for people who are undercover Trump supporters. There's a lot of people in their own families who are the only su- Trump supporter, and they need support. People in their own neighborhoods that need support. And that's exactly why we're doing this. So it's, it's become a huge movement, just like President Trump, you know, and um, we're modeling it after him. Well, He's bold. Yeah. Do you expect him to, he's going to come back to Minnesota again before the election. Yes. How many times do you think he'll probably be here at, at least, least once twice. or twice, probably? I'd say twice. Right. And, uh, and cause he legitimately, legitimately believes that he's going to win he Minnesota. And I do too. For sure. I mean, he wouldn't spend any time well, here if he didn't. Think there's so. one problem with that though. I think what? the fraud is so rampant here. Oh, I think that's a problem. Guy? Yeah. I, I think, I think even with all the support he has here, I think the Democrats and the leftists have, the election process so locked up that they can swing it and and they've gotten away with so much in the past mm-hmm. that they believe they can do it and even if they get caught there's no consequences so right. they're like why not why right. not commit fraud voter fraud whatever and that's the only thing that can stop it so we have to with a win by so much that we offset exactly. that fraud that's why everyone has to go vote everyone has to go vote it doesn't yeah. matter you know if you're in the reddest county of the state everyone must go vote this well and time. that's what i love about Minnesota too is it um, the grassroots portion of it and, and getting people out there to talk to other people, you know, get into these communities that don't normally hear from Republicans, right? but they're probably open hearing about Trump, you know? I, I, mean, I think we have a different message too. I, I really do from what this, the GOP has. I think Magasota is a different message for people, you know, and it's, you know, we're the, we're the forgotten Um, men and women it's like we've lost our voice in the political process and um honestly i don't know that politicians really don't even want to hear from us anymore well minnesota especially it's kind of a go line to get along here it's it's been that way for a long time i don't do that yeah well the politicians (laughs) yeah when are you running by the way, I'm Michelle. Not, I'm not. <laughs> because you know what? I don't want to be a part of the problem. And you don't want to sell your soul. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to be a part of the problem. I would rather be on the outside. You know, it, you know, if you want to be a politician, then you un- you have to understand that you have to be held accountable. And that's my job. If I'm going to vote for you and financially support you, I have every right to hold you accountable. And I think that's what's missing in the state is that um, Republicans have left that idea and they're so concerned about holding every single seat possible 
And that's fine. I understand that. But you, um, as being a leader in your community, when you have a representative who is moderate and voting to the left, you have to call them out. And it's your responsibility as being a leader in that community to notify everyone in that community and say, look, we have a problem with our representative and we need to get on the phone with him and let him know that we're conservatives and we're not, we're not into, um, right in the middle of the, of the road here. You need to come back over to our side be represent the base and um, we're going to hold you accountable for this otherwise we're going to vote you out yeah making concessions would be all fine and dandy in a regular process but the left and the democrats will not abide by that if you give up anything they'll just say good we'll take more absolutely and and if you're voting to the left you're voting you're voting for less freedom aren't you people need to think about that when you when you start going moderate, you're voting more to the left. You're voting for less freedom. And why would you do that? You're you're totally giving something up. Well, I mean, you're basically the reason you're doing that is because you realize that you're lazy or that you don't have anything that uh, that allows you to stand out from the crowd. So what you want to do is get taken care of. Well, and if somebody's going to promise to take care of you and keep you safe. You know, from the mobs and and make sure that you don't starve and you have a roof over your head. Why not uh, give them all your support? Because Well, it's freedom for everybody. I agree with. Well, and I'm talking about representatives. So our elected officials, you know, these moderate um, Republicans, you know, that shame on them when when they go and they vote for middle of the road, moderate. I mean, that's they're they're getting rid of our freedoms. That's what I'm saying is right. Yeah, they're, they're compromising everything. That we hold dear. Yeah, have they not learned by now that every time you compromise from the right, you there's no compromise on the left. It's just like, oh, good. Now we want more. Yeah. And they haven't learned how many years has it been when when there's been no give back. There's no like, you know, there's no like, okay, you've given us this, we'll give you that. There's no more of that happening. So why would you continue that trend? Right. Right. And, you know, with Magasota, our race is President Trump. And, uh, you know, what we're what we're trying to do, too, along the process is we're trying to identify people in the community that um, would be good conservative leaders. And we we're encouraging those people to come forward and become involved in their school boards, their city councils, mayors, county commissioners. We have to get conservatives back in. Um, into um, elected positions so that when 2024 rolls around, we're in a good place because I call it fast and furious. If we're not, we can't shut the lights off oh, in 2020. Be, you got to be careful with that one. I know, right? Um, 2020 is, um, what I've noticed now is I feel like people have gone home and shut the light off. And, and I'm so tired of people saying, well, we have President Trump. President Trump is taking care of it. Folks, he is not. He he doesn't know what's happening in Little Falls. He doesn't know what's happening in Prior Lake. St. Cloud. St. Cloud. I mean, it's it's foolish to think that one man can fix all of our problems. It's it's everyone in your own town taking care of business and that's that's what people need to wake up to. I'm worried that this is this whole thing is the Trump show and I absolutely want to get him to carry Minnesota. But like you said, twenty twenty four, what happens? Because I don't see anything 
anything that's going to carry this momentum forward from the Republicans. So what do we do? It's us. It's Magasota. We're giving people in this state an opportunity to be involved, to go to caucus, have a place in in the process of having a voice in Minnesota politics. I would rather be proactive than reactive for 2024. And that's why we're encouraging people as we're out talking to folks, you, you got to get involved. Don't go home at 2020 on November We're 3rd. We're looking at not, the long game. The long game. And I think the prob- one of the problems with the right is that we have full lives. We have jobs. We have families. And we just don't – we have a very – small or very finite amount of energy and time to to spend on politics and we want to we want to know how we can help but we can't invest you know as much time as a lot of these people on the left can because let's face it they have no life that's their life that's their religion you don't have to go like into the deep end with this you can just put one, one leg in, in in there and just commit to one one hour one hour a week a week or, or maybe, whatever you can af- afford to, you know one hour don't play your fucking video games if you're over right. 20 years old right this you know put down the controller people. and actually get get involved with politics for an hour a week or maybe half an hour a day even could, yeah and get something done right. and that's the message i'd like to see people get out because i personally get overwhelmed thinking god i want to do this and i want to help and i want to do that mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you jump in jump in the deep end and you're like i am i've got so much going on i'm overwhelmed and you got to tell people hey yeah do what you can do but don't just get overwhelmed and just back off and say somebody else can take care of this right i this is what i tell everyone imagine if everyone who um everyone contacted their senator or their house rep on friday go through and look at their bills you can see what what um, bills they've signed their names onto, you can look at those. And if you see something that is suspicious or they're putting their name on a bill that's, you know, uh, doling out, you know, millions of tax dollars, that's that's your indication. Okay, I'm going to pick up the phone right now. It's Friday afternoon or do it on a Monday. I don't care when you do it. Pick up the phone. Hey, Mr. Senator, I don't approve of your name being on this bill. I'd like you to take your name off this bill or kill the bill. I don't care. And do the same thing with your rep. It takes just a short period of time. And if everyone in their district did that, don't you think that would have a huge impact? Yeah. So is MAGA soda, like, is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to get these team leaders to get people to go, I'd like to be involved. I'm not a team leader. I'm not the kind of guy that can has the time to set this up. But if you give me an idea of what I need to do, I'll spend the 15 minutes a day to do this. Is that what you're looking to do? No, we're not doing that. Oh, not at all? All right. No. Well, let's shut this down. Yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, you're going the wrong direction here. <laughs> I'm just going off on how elected officials screw us. All right. Interview over. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Friends Circus's podcast. No, we can, we're just, we want neighbors to connect with neighbors. Yeah. That's really what the grassroots effort is, mm-hmm. is we're going to go door knocking. You're going to have support. You're going to find other Trump supporters in your own neighborhood. You're going to come to the door. We've got these great safety yellow um, shirts and scarves and all be modeled after the yellow vest movement in France. Okay, grassroots effort. So you're going to go door knocking. We're going to train you. And we're not looking, we're not in the convincing business. We are in the sorting business. We are there to find other Trump supporters. So if you knock on the door and like, hey, I'm with Megasota. Have you heard of us? We're the largest Trump supporting network in Minnesota. Boom, slam. Okay, thanks a lot. Next door. And then you go to the next door and like, oh my gosh, yes, where have you been? I'm a love Trump. I feel so isolated. Our whole family loves him. We can't talk about it at Christmas. 
we find each other and then we have get-togethers in our neighborhoods. Like, for example, we're having another uh, Magasota party on November 5th at St. Louis Park at the Park Tavern from 5 to 8. We had one last month with very little time, very little um, outreach. 50 people showed up. You don't have to live in St. Louis Park. You just have to be a Trump supporter and you want to connect with other Trump supporters. So for those of you who are out there listening, November 5th, St. Louis Park, Park Tavern, 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Come on out with your mag gear, etc. Free bowling, what a private room. But we want people to set them up in their neighborhood all across Minnesota. Imagine that, okay? And then imagine that these people are trained and they're wearing the Magasota gear and they're out door knocking. Safety yellow in huge, massive amounts of numbers in all over Minnesota because we're strong. We love support. We love Trump right? We're supporting him. And then it comes time for caucus. Then it comes time for election. Imagine the army that we're building, but we're building those relationships, which are key. And that's really the the, the beauty of what we're doing with Magasota. You can do a 30-minute investment, check up on your house rep, your senator, what are they voting on? Make a phone call. If, they, if they're spending too much money, make a call and say, this isn't, um, it's not acceptable. Um, yeah, I think everybody can find 30 minutes in their everyone day. Everyone can find What is your school minutes. board voting on? What's going on in your school? Right, go to your What's school the curriculum? City Council, Agenda 2040. Look online. What are they talking about? It's so easy to do that. And just making that call to action, put a Facebook post out, go, hey, everybody, let's call the city council member who's voting for um, nefarious agendas that's contrary to American values. We do that all the time. And with success, a.k.a. Yeah. Save the pledge. Yeah, Save you, the pledge. You, you've, you guys have proven that you get things done. Grassroots works. Yeah, and it, it works. And and that's what I'm, I'm saying. I want somebody, and that's what I love about this Magasota movement, and that's not political, that it's about this, but it can morph into something else. And right. it can say, hey, you need to get involved. But we understand. You have a family, you have a job, whatever. You can't uh, become full-time political activists, right. but you can do your part. Right. And if you guys in Magasota get the team leaders and whatever to coordinate and say, I have this group of people that want to be involved, can't coordinate, but I can do it for them. And I can tell them, this is, the, this is our focus today. Can mm-hmm. you spend 15 minutes to an hour to do this today? Mm-hmm. And that would be perfect. And that sounds like what you guys want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have an army of 10,000 people making phone calls down to the Capitol yeah, and just letting absolutely. those people have it. I'd be, I'd be part of that. Uh, that's awesome. I'm putting you on my list. <laughs> You'll call this person. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that would be nice. I mean, that's it, how it, easy we make it. That's the thing, Mr. Crow. I will, I will don't, email. Don't call him Mr. Don't it just goes through his head. Okay, hey, loser crow. Uh, what's your pronoun? Yeah, yeah what's your pronoun? pronouns are she, her, zer. She, her, whatever, something crow. Um, I make it so easy for people. I I always provide a phone number and an email address, the message, and I just say, here, call this person today, and this is the message. That's how easy I make it. Nobody has to ever look up a phone number, like when we're going to call a, a, a legislator. I provide all the information because what, people are, are very, very lazy. What's your well? What's your primary As source of? Yeah, everybody is. Yeah. Um, what's your primary source of getting the message out? Then are you a social? What what social media I or use, what? I use Facebook. I text people. I email people. Okay. Um, we you we do, do a lot of phone calling. I do a okay. lot of phone. So calling. So if people want to sign up to be part of Magasota, what do they do? They go to our website, www.magasota.com. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll put that, we'll link that in but, our But realize show notes. that you can join our group 
Um, but our mission is to um, work for President Trump right now, and and we're hoping that at the you know at the end of the finish line on November third, we have a, a solid group of activists that have come the distance with us that want to stay involved, and make a change and a difference in our state after 2020. Like just don't go home, shut the lights off. I was one of those guys that thought Trump was wasn't going to win. I, I was totally. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, I, I have. It. I, I thought you, Hillary I was going to win. You did oh it. I have to tell the story. Okay. Now. I, okay. I went so, and bought an expensive gun because I thought Hillary was going to win, <laughs> and I yeah. thought well, I wasn't going to be able to buy to that have. gun afterwards. I always have that. So the night of the uh, or the day of the election, uh, Crow and I are talking on the phone. And he goes, "I'm just going to go home. I'm just going <laughs> to sit down. I have a drink. Disconnect. Eat my dinner. Go to bed." He goes, "I'm going to bed early because I can't." I can't do this. I can't even. He goes, I want to enjoy the last night of not having Hillary Clinton as a president. He goes, because I can't fucking deal with it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing. Go home. I'm hanging with my wife and talking to the kids and everything. Get the kids to bed and everything. It's about, mm, about a quarter to nine. And my wife just turns the news on. I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, well, I just want to see what the election results. I'm like, I'm... I can tell you what the election results are. And like she normally does, she watches politics for about five seconds and it goes, I'm bored, and walks away. And I'm watching this going, shit, it looks like he's going to win Michigan. <laughs> you know, and, and this is go- and they're, they're talking about Florida and they're starting to get apoplectic. And uh, about 9.15, I call Crow and say, dude, you got to watch this. And he <laughs> goes, no, I'm not doing I'm like, um, he might win. He goes, there's this, you. there's this pause, and he goes, fuck you. And I said, I said, no, seriously. And I start telling him, and he goes, he goes, you're punking me, aren't you? I'm like, no, you have to watch this. So for about the next 45 minutes, we're like a couple of little high school girls on the phone, like going, oh, my God, can you believe it? Oh, my God. And, and there was a point where I think I'd just gotten off, gotten off the phone with you. And, and they were like, everybody on CNN was like, well, shit, um, if he – if they still win this state and then and win this one, and there were people on the panel just looking at each other like going, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and they were just starting to melt down. It was so good. Best was, day ever. And the what? best part of the next day was that Hillary Clinton's career was over. I was like, I don't even care if Trump is president as long as she's done. Yeah. And I was $2,000 in debt for my gun. <laughs> what a great investment. It was. It really was. Yeah. It is fun to shoot. Oh, yeah. It is. Um, so we're going to we're gonna segue into some would you rather. This is the fun part of the show. Oh, I better make sure we're still recording here. My screen went dark. All right, good. We're recording. Okay. All right. So, yeah, because you wouldn't want to like erase an entire episode, would so you? So we've got a book of here, 3,000 <laughs> Would You Rather questions. Has that ever happened? Have you ever erased an entire Shut episode? Or has it? Shut <laughs> up, you. Um, and we're only like this far into this 3,000 Would You Rather questions, so we had a lot to go here. Yeah, but like 750 of them suck. Pretty bad. Um, okay. Would you rather attend mandatory counseling for 10 years or be assigned community service for five years? For what? Let's say the mandatory counseling is for your privilege. And let's say the community service is that you have to, um, let's say the community service is that you have to open your home for refugees. All right. So the first, okay. The mandatory counseling is, is 10 years of mandatory counseling. Let's say an hour, 
like no, let's say three hours. So one hour, one hour Monday, Wednesday, Friday of, of your privilege. Wait a second. Are you modifying the question? Yeah, we always have to. They don't. They don't give oh. us enough. So okay, here's the modified question. The mandatory counseling for ten years is that three days a week for an hour, you have to get counseling about your privilege, or five years of of uh, refugee housing. Counseling is so easy. Counseling. Oh my God. I would totally mess those counselors up. I'd no, mess but it, with them. In the in the counseling, you have to. We're modifying oh, you no, more. More modifying. You have to. You have to do group projects with other oh. uh, with other uh, people of privilege who are feeling oh. a heavy dose of guilt. Oh, that's really well. There's all kinds no. I'm going to go mess with them. I would love to talk to those people. <laughs> so like we would mess them I would, up. I would Marnie, the, Marnie, the counseling or the community service where oh, you're housing Oh, the counseling because they would not want me in there. All right. So we have kind of an answer for that maybe. <laughs> I, I think we're hearing counseling. Counseling. Right. Um, <laughs> would you rather experience the Matrix in real life or have a near-death experience and get a glimpse of heaven? All right. So the – so. If you realize that you're plugged into a, a vat of goo and computers are running a simulation and your life is not real, I think I wouldn't want that. It I'd rather like have today. a glimpse of heaven. Yeah, I don't do computers. Yeah, I think I'd rather have a glimpse of heaven, wouldn't you? Yeah, me too. That's like confirmation of yeah. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. There's hope. Well, okay. see, I have to disqualify myself because I do this podcast with you, so I've felt a glimpse of heaven. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Get the chapstick out. All right. Um, so we're saying glimpse of heaven, right? Uh, so do we have a consensus in that one, too? Is it glimpse heaven. of heaven? Heaven. Well, Trump is our president, so we are in heaven. Okay. We need to send that clip to Trump. We right. love you, Donald J. Trump. All right, another one here. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. All right, I, I read ahead. And the I worst ones it. are the ones where he goes, I can't read that. No, one. I, just read, I read ahead, and there's some funny ones ahead, but we'll go with this one. <laughs> Would you rather only ever be able to use sign language to speak or walk backwards for the rest of your life? What sign the language. hell is that? Sign language, right? Sign language. Sure. Yeah, you would want easy. to walk backwards the rest no, of your life. No, I do. <laughs> I was this or it's this. one digit on each hand. Should we describe what you're doing with it's your one digits? Digit. I we all know what that is. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's yeah. what it was. Exactly. Um, yeah. It totally thumbs three. up gesture. Three, it wasn't three any, language. You know, it wasn't any this, other gesture. This and this. With a single digit. It was just yeah. thumbs. Right? <laughs> just, my, just my four thumbs. <laughs> all right. One more. Would you rather help homeless people in your own city? Get off the streets or help starving children in another country. Uh, I got to go with helping kids. Homeless people in my streets is what I'd say. I would say homeless people in my because streets. Because that includes families. We take care children, of our own. They right? might have children of their own, you know. So yeah, there's always going to be somebody home, overseas that have families overseas and kids overseas that are in trouble, but we can't save Why everybody. Why can't we take care of our own first? What's the deal? I love it, Marnie. <laughs> I'm with you 110 percent there's no 110%. Stop saying it. I would help the homeless in my own country. <laughs> I like it. It's the We're kids. Board. It's the kids thing that got me. Rooster, you are the odd man out. Sad. Take your leave now and don't ever come back. <laughs> All right. So we want to talk a little bit about now that we're back. We're back. We're back. The serious subjects. So the Trump rally. We want to talk a little bit more about what happened at the Trump rally. I was on, you guys were in the inside and you felt the love of the Trump rally. Big time love. 
I showed up late and I was on the outside and I was disheartened by the amount of Trump haters that were outside. It was thousands of people thick what of Trump them? haters and, and Republican haters and conservative haters out there. Just freedom, you mean, freedom you mean haters. the righteousness. Mm. The, uh, <laughs> Don't let um, me flip this table. I do this to him all the time. Representative um, Antifa Gomez was there. Yeah, uh, explain that to people. They, so we had we actually had a Minnesota representative, mm-hmm. Alicia Gomez, showed up at dressed as Antifa yeah. in the whole black outfit with the mask and the right. head, head. Well, she was promised a meal ticket at Old Country Buffet, after, <laughs> so that's why she showed up. And more green hair dye. Yes. I've never heard of her. Oh, you wouldn't want to hear of her. No, she's disgusting. And that we we pay her salary, these taxpayers, and she's literally. Um, there to commit violence against Minnesota taxpayers. Mm-hmm. In a legitimate, that's treason. In a, in that's, legitimate guys, that's country, treason, don't you think? Political atmosphere. We would not have anybody like that representing anyone. And right. that's disgusting to so, see that. So I think she, she should be impeached. She's a representative. I don't know if she's um, St. Paul. Uh, she's a Democrat. Yeah, I don't know where she's from. I'm not, she's from Marxist. But she showed up at the, at the rallies, and she's proud of it. Yeah, she is. And well, she actually was coordinated with Mayor Fry, with coor- Fry. coordinating with him on what the police should do. Right. She's, she was telling Mayor Fry, hey, there's things happening and your police look like they're going to get aggressive. Tell them not to disperse right. pepper spray. Right. And he said, sure. Of course he would. Because he wants to commit, we want he wants people to commit violence against Trump supporters. I think people need to really truly understand what our mayor, Mayor Frybaby, and that's really being kind to him. What his motive is? People pay his salary. We pay his salary. He works for us, but he thinks he's the king. He's actually a, a, a he's tyrannical, and he wants people to beat us up. He wants people to commit violence against tax-paying citizens who pay his salary. So come the next election, Minnesotans, Minneapolis people. Wake up. Your mayor has spoken very clearly about what he thinks about you. He doesn't give a shit about your safety if you are a Republican or a Trump supporter. He wants you and your family beat up. He wants you and your family to feel unsafe while you're a taxpayer in Minnesota paying his taxes. Yeah, but in his defense, you should always punch a Nazi. Is, is that what he said? <laughs> That's what Antifa is all, Antifa's oh. all about. They say punch oh, a Nazi. But the thing shirts. is, everybody that disagrees with them, with the left, is a Nazi. And Fry's on board with them. Uh, let's let's say, what, what 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 would you call Mayor Fry if you if you had a chance? Marty like, Judas. if you came up to Fry face to face, what would you what would you call him? According to our creative cursing playbook here that we have oh in front gosh, of you. Oh my gosh, this is so much. So fun. you just have to randomly pick, like, yeah. Two words out of the creative oh cursing my. book, Does and she that's get to pick or is it random? Well, I mean, it should be random. You, no, you're, you know, you're picking. You can't pick. You just should have I, to randomly should, flip should one I open. Like close my eyes and just yeah, yes. yep, and yep, like, and okay. yep. So creative cursing handbook, okay, and then this is okay. what you call Mayor this Fry. Is, you have to say uh, that's not even bad enough. Not even pick bad. something different. That's a scum lover. That's just that's terrible. Well, he is. All right, All right Michelle, it's your turn. Okay, you do it. Go, Michelle. I think I would totally be banned on. So go, Mayor Fry. You are a what? She's gonna open her eyes and search. Mayor Fry, you are a nut monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is a shill. He's Obama 2.0. Okay, Mayor yeah. Fry is funded by Sam and Sylvia Kaplan, who funded Obama's campaign. They are far left Marxists who want to destroy America, and he is literally Obama. 2.0. I don't know. I think that's giving him too much credit. As much as I disagree with President Obama on a lot of things. You have to say that the guy at least had charisma 
Jacob Fry has none of that. Mm. Jacob Fry is just, he has, he has diaper rash. Yeah. He does have diaper rash. <laughs> he has no, uh, there's no redeeming qualities about him as far as dealing with the public. I mean, I don't know how he is as a person. I'm not going to get into that, but I just, you know, I, we've talked about this many times. I have this problem with people who see themselves, regardless of what their political stripe is, as virtuous. Like they can't do something wrong because, you know, they they have this righteousness about them. And Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. If you don't understand how bad you can be, you can't be a good person. Like and a I, psychopath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where this whole punch that's in Nazi comes from. It's like, well, if those people disagree with me and I'm a good person, everything I do must be good. So therefore they must be bad. So it's okay to do bad things to them. It's... It's a point of view that lacks principles completely. I mean, I can, I can uh, disagree with people who feel differently with than I do, as long as it's based on some sort of principle. And I think when it comes to these rallies and stuff, and you know, some one of the clips you're going to play here um, from when you were in the crowd, it it's insane to me that some of these people think, you know, it's okay for us to take away the rights of other people. I mean, it's it's really no different than what Hitler did with Jews, you know. Trump it, supporters are the new Jews. People. Yeah. Well, you I've got here first. Uh, uh, Rooster mentioned a clip, so I was at the rally outside, and like I said, I was disheartened by huh, in Minnesota here by all the rabid haters mm-hmm. of everything that's pure and good. Basically, <laughs> were you really surprised by it, though? I actually was. Because I was surprised by the number. The, the number intensity, of them. Yeah. The intensity and it the thousands. Very the, the negative energy out there was just. I, I was there. I was there twenty deep. I had twenty guys. Wow. We separated between us. We actually separated early on. We shouldn't have. No. Because we needed those twenty. There was ten of us. Wow. And we had no chance. We we'd get in the thick of it and we'd get surrounded. We realized no. If they if they really wanted take us out it wouldn't be a problem there's it just that many of them this is just a test this yeah. is just training wheels so here's a clip um i'm, I'm going to put up a video i haven't done it yet because i'm editing i'm editing out some faces that said hey i don't i don't want you to show my face here and i'm like sure so that takes time but here's a audio clip of one of the situations where uh we there was Trump supporters amongst us that were saying, hey, Trump 2020, that kind of thing. Just, you know, your average, you know, pro-Trump rhetoric. How can you spew so much hate, bro? Dangerous He's rhetoric. white. What do you um, <laughs> uh, I identify as I a just, black lesbian with mental and physical disabilities. I can so, just How many genders are you now? I well, can feel the privilege just rolling off of you. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't know how many genders there are, but I identify a bit. So 137. Okay. Oh, that's all. So we were out there, and so people were saying, hey, Trump 2020, and we had a group of people walk by that were saying, you know, fuck Trump and, you know, every, every vile thing you can think of. And they stopped, and they turned towards us and came at us and started yelling at our group or the group I was with. And uh, this is kind of one of the other things that happened during that. Uh, yeah, you're a, and you're a white boy, bitch. Hey, oh, you know what? You know what? How can we ever be friends if you talk to me like that? How can we ever be friends? I would never. I'd watch you die and like it. I'd watch you die and like it. So, so she came up and and yeah, I I 
she was it was back and forth between everybody and and uh, i said yeah how can we ever be friends talk to me like that and she was like i would watch you die and i'd like it it wasn't a joke she was dead serious and after that um i'll put this clip up too she said antifa's right over there why don't you go why don't you why don't you go and, and uh, go into antifa and we're like bring them over here let's talk to them bring antifa here we'll deal with them and she's like fuck you you know antifa would fucking kill you and i'm like yeah that's the problem they it's like the hutus and the tutsis in uh in what was it zimbabwe uh no that was rwanda 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 so the hutus and the tutsis were two tribes and they hated each other and at one point they they were dehumanizing each other but the I can't remember. I'm going to get this wrong. The Tutsis, the Hutu. The Tutsis were a smaller minority and the Hutus were a bigger, bigger majority. And at some point they were, they had radio programs and they were, they were dehumanizing the, the Tutsis and they were saying they're cockroaches. They're not even human. And comes this day, we're going to raise up, rise up and we're going to eliminate, we're going to exterminate these cockroaches. And sure enough, the day came and they, you know, if you ever watch the movie Hotel Rwanda. Oh Yeah. That's that's what that's about, and what well, whatever it is, that smaller group was was the group that was in power. Yeah, uh, well, they they were, yeah, they were, and they were the, like, and when the president's plane was shot down, that was the signal to butcher everybody. Yeah, so so what happened was they go, they were, they spent a lot of time dehumanizing their foe and saying they're not human, they're less than human. They're cockroaches. There's a guy and in Europe who did that. When the day, who yeah, was that? when the day comes, with a mustache. Yeah, we're gonna rise up and we're gonna we're gonna do what we need to do, and they did. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that same thing right now from the left. The left is dehumanizing mm-hmm. their opposition, it's and us. even if you're if you're just a just a regular conservative has no biased bone in your body, but you're allied with Trump and you're allied with Trump supporters, you are facilitating. Hitler, or you're facilitating these cockroaches, if you know, you know, like like the Hutus and Tutsis, and that is deliberate. That is a way to go. Hey, when it comes time, when when it comes time to you know the the shit hits the fan, you know what you need to do, and that's what they're doing. They're fomenting hatred. Mm-hmm. They're fomenting that in order to build up an army of people that will look at you like you are a cockroach, like you are less than human, and you deserve to die. And when I was there, that's what I saw in the face of this woman that said, I would laugh when you die. I didn't doubt that. I believed it. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't just me, her saying that just to scare me or to be flippant. It was, I wish you were dead. And I could see it in her face. Were you scared? I wasn't scared. (laughs) You know, I just don't understand how there's so much hatred towards one man right now. I just... I can't even get my head around that. But the problem on the left is that they've lost any sort of moral compass whatsoever. It's like, well, we agree with free speech as long as you say what I like you to say. Right. And you're don't. like, I don't well, think they had a moral compass to begin with because that's Marxism and communism and socialism. I think maybe 50 years ago they did, but not anymore. You know, maybe beyond that. I don't know. It's a party of slavery, Democrats, which is why we do what we do here. Yeah. And we're sitting here today and we have Magasota. We've got to make sure Trump is reelected because literally he is the wall between us and and that tyranny. But even beyond that, 2024 and beyond that, we've got yeah, to We need to keep going because Trump, we have to stick Trump together, is only going to be tr- only be there he's for another four years. He's just holding it back for four years. He's yeah. just at least putting the finger in the dike. Okay. And then it's... Oh, we can't, we can't say that. Does that work? I know. I know. How <laughs> dare you, We can't. You, we can't. Marnie. Marnie. How That's dare it. you. I'm out. 
<laughs> I'm triggered. No, don't take me out of context in there. But you know what I'm saying, okay? He's like just one guy. He's holding back the deep state, the Islamic state, and everything. So because he sees what's going on. But it's up to us at the grassroots level, you guys, to yeah. make sure that he's reelected and then and be on and be in this war. We are in World War Three. Okay, let me ask you a question that's going to piss you guys off. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew it. Do you th- this is my No, fo- I'm not with her. This is my fourth dimensional <laughs> chess. No. Do you think um, Trump really believes that he can win Minnesota? And let me qualify the question. You know, it's it's 40, or 44,000 votes or something that he, he missed winning Minnesota by. You know, Minnesota hasn't gone for... Um, for a Republican since 72 with Nixon. 44,000 people in a state like this is a lot of people. If you consider there are probably a bunch of people who are Democrats who said either, I know Hillary's going to win, it doesn't matter, so I'm not going to vote, or I can't stand that bitch and I'm not going to go vote for her. She's going to win anyway. Um, so let's just say that that number is even bigger. And if you take the sort of 494 694 loop and you add you know St. Cloud to it you're you're talking most of the population of the state do you think Trump really thinks he can win Minnesota or is he coming at these guys asymmetrically and saying I'm going to fight you in a state you've never had to defend before I'm going to make you do what you haven't had to do before and spend that money hmm. Hmm. what do you think I don't know. It could, it could be that. He's so clever. He's, he's very clever. He's a master chess player. And maybe he's going to wake up the GOP here and say, hey, you guys, you have a really a pretty bad track record here. So we're going to shake you up here. If you really want Minnesota to go to Trump, get your ass in gear. But that's why we're here with Magasota, because we're our asses in gear, because this state has not been shaken up for a long, long time. And that's exactly my point. Maybe it it doesn't take him any effort to show up here for a day, Mm-mm. you know, and and Hillary lost. I don't think she lost Michigan, but she did lose Wisconsin and she lost Ohio and she just didn't go to a lot of these places. And he's going there saying, you know what, maybe and this is me projecting on a Trump, maybe I can't win Minnesota, but they've never had to defend Minnesota. So I'm going to scramble their brains a little bit. I'm going to go there and I'm going to stir up some shit and whatever, you know, make them spend some money, make them reallocate their resources. And I don't know if it's any different than the foreign policy stuff of we're going to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them here. I think Minnesota is a state where Trump goes, you know, I can poke them there and they can't just leave it alone. Because the dummy that ran against me left Wisconsin alone and lost it. And you know what? To be honest, so what if she lost Wisconsin? He beat the hell out of her in the Electoral College. Mm -hmm. So Wisconsin, in the end, didn't really matter other than, you know, defending your end zone. And I think now they're saying, Jesus, guy's going to throw deep. We better we better play defense. And they're not going after him in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah, he wants to divert funds and and. Uh, direction here sure yeah that's possible that he's the 40 chess because he really does do that that's possible but i think it's just as 50 percent, 50 percent. i think he's just as possible thinking yeah i can win this easy especially if they stay on top of the fraud yeah you know well, I don't, michelle what do you think i don't i don't 
don't know. I mean, I, I hate when people talk about ego, but um, I think there's... Ego's a, great. I, there's a certain aspect. I think that um, he... I don't think he'd waste his time here. I think he knows he's going to win here. And um, it, it's it's a part of his ego, too. I think that plays into it. Like, hey, I'm going to show you guys. Trump's going to win this state. And um, the, the one thing that I did notice about this rally... And I've been to um, I've been to Iowa to see him, and the two rallies here in, in Minnesota, is that the energy was unbelievable this time, and um, you know people were up and they were dancing around, and they were doing the wave all around the auditorium, and I've never been to a Trump rally where they've done that before, so I just I felt it something felt different, and I told Marnie that that night too i said something feels very different this time very different and maybe it is i'm just i'm throwing that out there as a just sort of an intellectual exercise but but the point is no republican has ever done that before you have to it takes a certain kind of person to step into the state i believe and realize that you're up against a tremendous amount of blue and to actually put the effort to come here and to try to change things i mean there's I face it, there's a lot of gutless leaders out there and they just don't want to put time and effort into it. And they just throw up their hands. Oh, you know, Minnesota's blue. Let's just keep on going. Um, you know, let them exactly. have that. Exactly. And, and this is somebody different now. And he's saying, no, I think I can do this. Um, I just need to go there, get these people to understand that this is a state that can be won, but you have to actually go vote now and you have to get your neighbors to go vote with you for President Trump. And, um, there's a, you know, there's a huge amount of encouragement that when he shows up, I think it's the, I always say, you know, President Trump is giving us so many indications. When, when we were doing Save the Pledge and President Trump tweeted about that twice, twice, that was like, people, are you paying attention? He is sending you a message right now. You go to St. Louis Park and you stand up for the pledge right now. Do it. And, and it, the same thing is now he's come here and he's saying, Go vote for me. Go get everyone else to vote for me, and we can win this state. Minnesota is the tip of the spear here. I think he really believes that. He knows that. For between us and Michigan, but particularly for Minnesota, the red-green axis has penetrated Minnesota so deeply. But, you know, he understands that when as Minnesota falls and has literally been captured, you guys, it totally, let, let me put this on record, we have been captured by the red green cabal. President Trump understands it, but he knows there's people like us here, patriots who love America, conservatives. We are fighting like hell to thwart this. He gets that. And the face of it is Elon Elmi slash Omar. And he understands that she represents the new face of the Democrat Party. Yeah, that's the future of the Democrats, yes. This is this is the Democrat Party, you guys. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all those has-beens are done. Yep. He gets AOC. this yep. is the face of the new de- the, the death squad, the squad, call them the death squad. <laughs> the death squad. They're <laughs> the new face. And he is going toe-to-toe because he truly understands they are a threat to our Constitution, our constitutional republic, our first and second amendments, and our national security. I believe that is why he is here. Because what, when Minnesota, Minnesota has fallen, folks, if you are listening from out of state, let us be a cautionary tale to you. 
about what happens when Democrats take over and good people don't stand up, aka when the Republicans don't stand up and they went along to get along and they were too afraid of being called a name. Mm -hmm. And they put that first. They were too afraid of being called a name and not getting reelected. And they put that agenda before the safety and security and future for your children and your grandchildren. And President Trump understands that. And the normal working everyday citizens like you and I and people who are listening know that. And that is why he is here. And that is why Magasota is here, because we are literally going to turn the state for Trump, for freedom and liberty. Yeah. Don't do you wonder sometimes if that whole message about look what happens when Democrats are in charge sort of falls on deaf ears. And the reason I say that is look at look at these places that have been run by Democrats for 60 years. You know, Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore. Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's a shit show in every one of Los these places. Angeles, San Francisco. Portland, name it, yeah. name it, name it. Yeah. yeah. The Democrats are going, yeah, it's not us. And Republicans yeah. are going, look, it's, you know, it's like, it's like looking at someone who weighs 300 pounds and saying, you have a problem. And they're going, but I like me like this. Like, no, your cholesterol is like in quadruple digits. You have to, nope, I'm good. You know, and it's my truth. Yeah, that's my truth. I just, I, that. That. <laughs> I, I just wonder sometimes if, you know, when you have people who are willfully ignorant to their situation, I mean, you get no better example than Detroit. I mean, it was a very prosperous city for a very long time. And now it's a mess. You can buy a house in Detroit for five bucks. You know, you literally can. Mm -hmm. Because they're not making it any better. And it just keeps getting worse. The analogy I heard once not pertaining to Detroit, but it's apropos, is, is uh, the room is filling with water and they're trying to decide what color to paint the walls. And I just think that, you know, Democrats take over some of these cities and they, they think it's this righteousness, this belief that we can't do wrong, you know? And I think Jacob Fry is a perfect example of that. It's like, if we just make everybody feel good, we'll be okay. And it never works that and way. And they have the moral superiority and they're virtue signaling themselves into oblivion and taking us down the drain. I had a post on Facebook that said Minnesota is circling, Minneapolis is circling the drain. Somebody corrected me and said, no, it is down the drain. It is down the drain. Well, when you see those videos of those guys beating up people and stuff, it's like, this is a national And the police are standing stuff. down and our own mayor has virtue signaled people to come downtown to yeah. beat us up because yeah. we love our pride. I didn't even, I didn't even mention the fact that folks. there's some video out there of uh, at, at the Minneapolis Trump rally where there was uh, Trump supporters leaving the mm -hmm. event. And I don't know why they were by themselves, but they were. So right. a woman was by herself with a Trump sign going to her car. She got knocked down, surrounded, knocked down by, by Antifa. And the video pans over 25 feet away, mounted police mm -hmm. just yeah. watching. Yep. Yep. And you're like, that That should never What country happen. are we in when that we see that? Right. That should give people pause. Yeah. They, not just pause. That should They should, should freeze angry. in horror mm -hmm. yeah. to yeah. that. And we talked about this earlier today, though. I'm real cautious about blaming the cops on no. that because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a cop who's 33 years old. He's been doing this for seven or eight years. He's He's got a family, and he knows that if he goes over there and does something, he's not... The mayor's not going to have his back. Nope. 
You know, he's gonna so, lose his job, possibly get uh, prosecuted for something, and never have. The yeah, he's ability never to work gonna again get to, to do that to again. Provide for his family, and that's how the Banana Republic we're living in right. here, called Minneapolis. So people, mm-hmm. wake up, wake up yeah, out there, get involved, get involved in Maga Soda. And thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but just wake to the hell up. Put okay? a little bow on it right here. <laughs> right. Well, do you want to? We should probably. We're coming up on time. We should yeah. probably wrap this up. But yeah. do you want to plug your uh, websites or anything like that? Your next event, social media. Um, www.magasoda.com. Go there, sign up, get connected with Trump supporters, be a part of a really fun group. If you like to work, we love you. If you like to just hang out and drink beer, there's other opportunities for you somewhere else, probably. But we still do drink beer, but after <laughs> we work. We actually so at least, have a party coming up. So if you don't want to work, but you want to drink beer, at least show up and maybe you'll join in. Maybe you will. We we maybe you'll too. be convinced. You guys will. And I mean, don't you, don't you want to? Don't you want to have the freedom to drink beer? There so you, go. you might want to get the involved. next event is what? November fifth, Tuesday, St. Louis Park Park Tavern. We have a private room, two free lanes of bowling. Ooh, that sounds fun. Trump bowling. Trump bowling. That's is right. that is that overhand bowling? Trump bowling is overhand bowling. Deplora ballers. It's deplora balls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but you know we you better gotta, trademark that come right on now. Out, Trump supporters meet other people because that's how we're going to build our grassroots yeah. movement, and mm-hmm. it's super fun. Why not? Right. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, we're fun. If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com, and we're on Facebook at Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.